afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Today is the 21st of December, so we're really like four days down to Christmas right now. So I'm feeling a little bit more Christmassy now than I did um, in my last episode because now the weather is changing. I'm, I'm recording from Lagos in Nigeria and um, we now have what we call the Hamatan season has come into Lagos. So it's a bit dry. It's a bit um, cooler than before. We still have the sun out there. You know, we always have the sun, but it's just cooler than before. So, you know, you don't like need air conditioning as much as you would. Um, and funny enough, I'm looking at the temperature and it's actually really 36 degrees centigrade. Can you imagine? I, I'm just checking that on my PC, my laptop. And it's 36 degrees centigrade, but it doesn't feel like 36. It feels like 20 something. Whereas in weeks before, we've had 31 that felt like 45. So I think it's quite sunny actually, but it's not humid, which is really strange for Lagos. So it's typical of the December spirit. And anytime Hamatan comes, you're like, oh yeah, we feel Christmas. Just like the effect that snow has for the rest of the world. I mean, for the well, some parts of the world. So anyways, we're coming to the end of this year. And I hope this year has been, you know... I hope it's been good for you. I hope it's not been too bad. So I hope all's going well with you. And um, in case uh, there's a bit of construction work going on around and I don't want to hold back this recording because of that, I'm hoping it's not transmitting too much into this uh, recording. I'm really hoping though. So anyway, so let me just get right on with it. Um, So I'll be cutting it off. If I think the noise gets too much, I'll stop it. But otherwise, I'll continue. Sorry, I don't have a soundproof room. (laughs) Anyways, so... um, so I want to talk about the Potter's Vessel, about, you know, I've been, so let me back up a bit. I've been talking about, you know, this whole experience in my walk with God and just really getting to that place where I give myself to God and allow him to just be like, to take control of my life. You know, I, we did amusing on being led by him and, and all of that. So I'm still on that journey of knowing what it, it's like to really, really follow after God and after Christ and just really allow him to take the reins of my life and um, so the Lord sort of like dropped you know a, a verse in, in me I won't really say a verse this time I'll say he dropped this thing about you know the potters he, um, he dropped this thing about the potters um, you know the, the whole thing about the potter and the clay and the fact that we are clay in his hands and what that means and how we should just that whole thing about about him being the potter and I being the clay you know and I said okay let me go and read into that and see how that feels because I don't know about you but I where I feel God is leading me to is this place where I really learn how to submit myself to his leading not just because I have this issue in my life that I want him to take care of but generally as you know as a lifestyle and it's not something that i would say i have have been doing i would say sometimes things happen that make me feel i need to like seek the face of god you know when we when we have those problems and we're like oh i need to seek the face of god and then you go into prayer and then you start seeking his face for for that thing just that thing (laughs) just that thing and then you carry on with your life with every other thing and then you sort of like follow his leading because that's like an area where 
you know you've already let me speak for myself an area where i think i really need his help and i sort of like ring fence that portion and that's where i sort of like give him that opportunity to lead me a hundred percent because i really don't know what to do and i recognize that i need his help but then every other part of my life is running on auto um auto drive you know what i'm saying self-drive you know like a tesla car and it's just running self-driven you know i'm not looking for a driver you know i've got it covered you know but i'm realizing that god doesn't want us to go into self-drive tesla mode he doesn't want that at all he doesn't want that auto drive effect thing he wants to be in the driver's seat of my life and if you're someone who's used to driving yourself as you can those of us who know or those of you who know how to drive i don't really drive you know i always notice that people who can drive themselves are they 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 are the worst passengers to have in your car because they're they're just never comfortable enough with someone else in the driver's seat because they they, they're you know every you know that's just anyways so funny enough i don't drive but i like to be in the driver's seat of my life in other words i like to be i like to feel like things are being taken care of and i like to feel like i have a bit of security a bit of control and god i'm going through stuff whereby god is um teaching me that i don't have to be in the driver's seat that in fact it's in my best interest not to be in the driver's seat and i have to learn how to trust him when he's in the driver's seat and i really don't know where he's going i have no control over where he's taking me but i trust that he will take me to where we need to go and where is the best place for me to go and that even if his the journey is not not nothing i'm interested in because of our relationship because of the covenant that i have with him i trust that he's going to take me this journey is going to end well exactly yeah and i'm getting to a deeper understanding of what it means to be um a child of god to be a follower of christ to be a disciple you know it's really an all-in type of thing and for me it's almost bizarre that i have to even explain this now it just shows how far I slash we a lot of us have departed away from what the gospel says because everyone else knows somehow that when you take on a new religion or a new faith that faith becomes the primary thing I mean we see it with everything people who become you know whatever it is they believe in you know they become even if it's vegan or vegetarian that's all they talk about when you when when you meet them they say oh i don't eat you know this anymore i believe in this or whether it's animal rights or whatever it is that whatever cause you've taken up in your life most people when they take on something that thing becomes the driving force and everyone in the family or who is in a relationship with that person has to make space for that person's cause or for that person's faith otherwise the relationship is going to break down and everyone can see that the person's mindset you know the, their beliefs their values become guided by that so i don't get how we <clears throat> as christians ended up turning it upside down where we, we we say we give our lives to christ but then we take it right back and then we keep him as a sidekick that we 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 use when we need when when we when we we call him in when we want to you know what i'm saying otherwise we've got it covered we are the superheroes of our own show of our own movie and the sidekick only comes in to help but we're the star of our own show you know and that is not what christianity talks about that is not it at all christianity is about giving one's life over to christ he comes in gives us his salvation 
and then you know he 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 washes us by the blood of jesus and then he becomes the lord and the savior of our lives and we are called into a life that he says all things are passed away behold all things are become new all things are now of god who has reconciled himself unto god our spirits are rebirthed in 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 in, in the image of christ and then we we embark on this lifelong journey of allowing him to change us in, in, in terms of the way we think, in terms of the way we do things, in terms of what we put first, and his agenda, righteousness, you know, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto us. So, God becomes front and center of our life. Christ, his word, his spirit, it takes, it takes over. This doesn't mean that we should consciously upturn our lives, but it does mean that our lives should change, just in the same way that someone who becomes vegetarian it's you know makes some changes it and it's not so much about you know having a checklist and say okay this and that it's about the love and the passion for christ then compelling and constraining us you know and changing how we do it but honestly these days that whole thing is just lost so i think the lord has been trying to show me different analogies for me to understand this a little bit better and i think this whole potter's vessel thing is another way he's used is using um he used the other um if you read if you listen to my last episode where he talked about being led by the spirit he talked about that whole experience of being led by the spirit um but now he's also talking about um this um you know potter's vessel this entire him being the potter i be i being the clay so and i can also sense that he may also lead me on that vine and branches thing to his so he's the vine and the branch you know and all that so there are several ways in which this god in me and me in him you know working in me of me in me and all through me and all of that i think it comes it can be made alive so i'll just read a few scriptures that um, talk about that please stay with me at jeremiah chapter 18 verses 4 to 6 it starts by saying and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it then the word of the lord came to me saying o house of israel cannot i do with you as this potter did saith the lord behold as the clay is in the potter's hand so are you in mine hand o house of israel now this is really wonderful because god is showing us how you know the relationship between him and his people and he says the same way a potter and if you've watched any of those videos you know online on tv wherever where you see a potter working with clay or by any chance if you're someone who's already who knows how to work with clay pots when the potter spins the clay on the wheel what i have found fascinating fascinating is how they're able to change the shapes of things like you literally see them you know wheel something or build something and then smash you know smash it and remold it into something else and they only set it when they're happy with you know the shape of the figure or whatever it is that they have and they continue to mold and and, and shape and you know and they're, they're able to break it down and remold back and for those of us who are watching who, who don't really know how it works when you see them break that clay down you know you, you see it coming into this really wonderful like hourglass shaped vessel and then all of a sudden he's bringing it down into and you're like when is this going to end and at some point you think oh my god he's this potter has lost the plot but he's always able to make it into a vessel and at some point when 
the potter sees the vessel in the shape of what he has or she has in his mind then he stops and then he begins to then do the final pressing and all of that and then molds it and then takes it off the wheel and then sets it and leaves it to dry but it's an entire process and i think but what you see with the clay is that the clay doesn't resist the potter in fact the clay most of it is very malleable in the hands of the potter and i think that's why you know the, this whole you know that's the difference between clay i would say and there's a reason why it's clay that is used for pottery and not any other kind of substance because i don't think you can get that kind of malleability you know from just any kind of soil but but the bible says we are the clay and that's what jesus was saying that i am not the potter of my life i am the clay so god had to say this to the children of israel that they should understand he says the vessel that he made of clay was mad it was disfigured in the hands of the potter so the potter made it again into another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it this is really amazing to me and i've never read this scripture before but it makes so much sense to me so i i really understand why god drops this he just drops these things in me and he knows that i'm going to go and check the scriptures and then i go and check the scriptures and then it illustrates it, it, it gives meaning to my what I'm going through. And he says, Oh, house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter did? Behold, as the clay, exactly as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. So I think the message to me, based on what I'm hearing here, is that even though my life is looking broken, oh, preach it, preach it, preach it. Even though my life is looking broken in places and parts, and there are bits that have fallen off, so long as I remain clay in the hands of the potter, he will make it again. Those places that are broken in my life, he will as clay mold it back into place, into what seems good to him, the potter. All I need to do is remain malleable in his hand and submit to that process exactly as clay would always do. And this really does give me a lot of comfort because there's some aspects of my life that I just think, you know, I have just missed it for life. I feel that way. I just feel like, you know, there's no coming back from this. This is this is what my life is. Places, you know, areas of my life that I have deep seated regret about. Real you know, wow, when you talk about regret, you know the kind of remorse you have when, when you bought something that you you know, you 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 wish you hadn't bought, you know, but even deeper than that because this is not even it's not like a piece of cloth that you can return to a shop and, and, and collect your money back, you know. It's just, you just feel, I just feel, have some deep-seated regrets and, you know, really deep-seated regrets for decisions that I made when I was much younger that have had really lifelong impact on me and I continue to, you know, I continue to struggle under the pain of those decisions and, you know, so this does give me comfort because it makes me realize that Perhaps all I need to do is just submit to God and believe that those areas that He sees as being broken, that He will He will He will He will fix it. You know. He will fix it and that He will He will just make it good somehow. And that I have to trust that the potter, you know, is able to make it good. And honestly, there is no potter that knows his worth work i mean a potter that is worth his name that is unable to make a good pot out of clay no matter what condition the clay is, is in 
the potter knows what they need to whether they need to add more clay go and get some good sauce some sticky soil put it back on the wheel spend more time you know roll it around a bit more you know make a bit more fingerprinting and molding and you know, the potter knows what they need to do i mean yeah pottery is a thing also in nigeria traditionally so and i guess every every part of the world has their form of pottery and i've seen it being done so i know you know they just know what they need to do and they they make these pots and they like last forever you know they, la- they last forever they never actually they last forever and um and, and i think that's a very good analogy for me so i think what the lord is trying to tell me is that i need to make i need to submit myself to being the clay because this is the thing about god he doesn't force anyone to be clay in his hands i have to be available and you know if you are the clay in the hands of the potter it's not that molding is not necessarily comfortable it's disorienting because when he's turning you around the wheel you're like what the hell's going on you're also not in control most of the time you know you just have to trust and I think that's the difference between us and the, 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 the clay. The clay really doesn't have a choice. But we actually have a choice to either remain clay in his hands or to not remain clay in his hands. Because this is my life. He's given us free moral agency over, you know, my life. So I have to choose to be malleable in his hand. And, you know, and, and allow him to take me through that process. But what I'm realizing from what is written in the scripture and the imagery of the potter is that it will not be comfortable for me going through that process first of all the loss of control not knowing where everything is headed what i am going to be like at the end of the day and then it will be a bit painful it will be uncomfortable it will you know disorienting all of those emotions i'll feel it but it's my trust in the process and in the potter who is handling the process that will take me through but ultimately it has to be me submitting myself to following the vision that is in God's heart concerning me. Because if we see in that Jeremiah, what he says is that the, the clay, eventually, the potter changes it to what he wants it to be. Not what I want myself to be. And I think that's the struggle. That's the contention. You know, that's that's the contention. Whether, you know, that's the contention. Because I think some of us really, really struggle with giving God all and allowing him because his process is different from what we our process you know the way we would rather have things done of course our knowledge is also limited as well so for me I think I'm willing now I think I'm ready to to become more of clay in God's hand I think I'm I'm, I'm more ready now um, because I've also seen the limitations of my own process and my process has actually put me in a lot of trouble in the past the areas that are working well in my life are those areas that I submitted to him, you know, on the areas that I did self-drive, Tesla self-drive, it didn't work, you know, it didn't work, it really didn't work. I can't think of one thing that I handled by myself that really ended up well. <laughs> I can't think of any, honestly, I can't think of any. Anything that I did from start to finish didn't work out well in my life, it just didn't, and in particularly in some cases where... I really needed it to have. I made some really horrible decisions and um, yeah, I've really had to live with it. I mean, I think one, one very strong message that I have carried into adulthood is this whole actions have consequences things. And, you know, I just I, I, I just realized it that, you know, sometimes we're, we're lucky. Some actions we take, the consequences may be short-lived and then we can reset and it's almost like it never happened. But some things really have lifelong consequences. 
or what seems to be lifelong and in those cases it's only the potter you know then it's it's out of your hands you really can't do anything it's only god that can then you know fix it in such a way that you can look back on all of that and say well even though it happened it doesn't matter anymore you know it's, it's god has made everything new everything beautiful in this time and i need a little bit of that in some areas of my life that i think in one particular area i don't even some it's not so many it's one but it's a big area <laughs> anyway so that's this is all talking about the potter and the potter's vessel and i think i'm enjoying this and i'm hoping that i can get to this place where i begin to work with god like this you know and the final scripture i'm going to read is isaiah 45 no i haven't read romans so let me read romans the book of romans chapter 9 verse 21 it says had not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor what if god willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory so again back to the imagery vessels of mercy that's what is in god's mind concerning me he wants me to be a vessel of mercy and what is a vessel of mercy it's a tool by which god will use a vessel that will carry the mercy of god to those who need mercy to those who need grace to those who need favor to those who need the love of god those who need to hear of god's grace and his mercy and to feel it those who need prayers those who need healing those who need strength those who you know need to be healed you know who are brokenhearted in spirit in soul and in body you know the bible wants me god wants me to be a vessel of mercy to others and not a vessel of mercy to myself but for me to be a vessel of mercy it's only god that can make me a vessel of mercy i can't make myself a vessel of mercy first of all how do i even know what it means to be a vessel of mercy the mercy of god belongs to god so it's not even something that i i have a patent on i i have you know ownership of so it's only god that can show me how to carry that mercy in this my mortal body in this my broken life how how will god help this life of mine to be able to carry his mercy in a way that people can receive that mercy from me through me and, 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 and the touch of heaven comes onto them and their lives are changed forever that that's a very spiritual thing and it's only god that can do that so definitely this then makes me understand that any disciple anybody who is a carrier of god's presence a carrier of god's mercy or a vessel of mercy in this life in this mortal body is someone who has gone through this potter potter's hand experience is someone who has been on the will god's will um, and i mean his will the spotter's will w-h-e-e-l and has gone through the process and god has actually molded and shaped that person so that their lives can be a carrier of his glory a carrier of his mercy a carrier of his presence a carrier of his power you know and i want to go through that process but it's not a you know it's it's, it's not a snap your finger thing it's exact it's a process it's a process and i have to submit myself to it and i think when i think about it i think the best vessels that potters make are those ones that are made from clay that actually submit to the potters you know to to, to whatever it is the potter is doing so they are moving as the potter is making them move they are bending when the potter is pressing it down it's bending down when the potter is dipping they are dipping when the potter is molding he's molding when the potter is patting it's being patted you know it's just moving along with the hands and the leadings of the potter and Jesus, that's what God was saying in Jeremiah. He said, you are, you are clay. We are, you, Israel, you are clay in the hands of the potter. 
allow me to build myself in you and to make you who you are born to be. This is very different from everything that we, we hear from this natural world that says I, 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 I. And I think it's, it's probably much, much tougher for many of us to think that way now than it was probably in the Apostles' Day. So the last scripture, Isaiah chapter 45, verse 9, it says, Woe unto him that strives with his maker. Let the potshead strive with the potshead of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What have you made? Or to thy work you have no hands. So here is just saying, Okay, woe unto him that says unto his father, What did you make? Or to the woman that brought him forth, What have you brought forth? Thus said the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his Maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. For man do me, I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. So this is just God again reiterating his role as the author and the owner of the universe and all that is in it, and saying that he has created all things and for his pleasure they are all created, and that ultimately we even in our journey of finding ourselves as his clay, we need to understand that there's a big picture of all that God has created and that we are the work of his hands. But that what he wants for us to do, we all know that this was God's intended plan in Adam, truncated through the fall of Adam, rejuvenated through the sacrifice um, uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we can only get back to that Adamic um, vessel of mercy state when we submit ourselves again willingly this time on a day-to-day basis as being clay in the hands of the potter so i uh, this is i think god speaking to me and i'm trying to encourage myself as well that i begin to allow myself to be clay in the hands of the potter and that being used by god is not just a cliche it's not being used by god to do the things that i want to do but it's being used by god to do the things that he wants me to do to be who he wants me to be to be what he will have me be to be that vessel of mercy that he has imagined in his mind concerning me exactly as it is written in the book of jeremiah so thank you very much for listening i hope this has blessed you in some way as it has to me i continue on my journey of trying to understand the lord a whole lot more but i'm grateful to him that he's speaking and that i'm hearing and i'm hoping and i'm praying that this word that has come forth it shall not return unto him empty-handed but it shall go forth into my heart into the hearts and the souls of all those that are listening and it will go forth and accomplish that which the lord himself has intended for us now in this time to his eternal praise and glory and to the finishing of his work in our lives and in our hearts in jesus mighty name amen stay blessed stay tuned and merry christmas season's greetings We'll meet on the next episode. Please sign up as well. Please join me. God bless you. Have a blessed day.